Yo, Westchester. This week I got to interview Jeff Rendell. We talked about the end times or eschatology. You want to get nerdy? It's the end of the world as we know it. It's going to be on Facebook, part one and two, so I can actually upload it this time. And YouTube. Give it a listen. If you give it a like and a share, I might give something to you. Who knows? Maybe I won't. See what happens. Check it out. What's going on? Hey, thanks Jeff for having me. Rendell. Yes. Meadowcroft Church. Yes. Where is that, by the way? It's right over on Westtown Road, right next to Cheney University. So, not far from here. About, uh, you know, seven, eight minutes from Westchester's campus. Awesome. So, yeah. Um, well, thanks for yeah. agreeing to do this. It's great to be in the studio here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my indoor porch. I love it. Um, yeah, I do a lot of stuff from here. Yeah. Because it's the only place with light that actually comes yeah, in. But, uh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, so you were on staff with Crew. I was. And now you are pastor. Correct. Which I feel at this point is like everybody that I have on here used to be on staff. <laughs> now they're a pastor. Yeah, that's a good um, But yeah, let me know, like, yeah, you joined, what was yep. that like? Yeah, and yeah. Then, and then become a pastor. Yeah, it was, it was great. I mean, I think I was on staff with Crew uh, from 2003 to 2006. I was at Virginia Tech. Um, met my wife down there, Catherine, which was one of the best things about being down there. Uh, but those were three years I look back on, like they were three of the best years of my life. I mean, really just enjoyed being with college students. God was doing great things. Uh, Catherine and I still love crew. We're just so thankful for everything God's doing here and all around the world. Um, so we had been there for about, uh, you know, like I said, three years. Uh, we thought about going overseas, uh, thought about going to East Asia. Then we were uh, pregnant and decided, you know what, let's go back up to Philadelphia, where I'm from, from this area. I'll get a job, and we'll consider pursuing seminary. So we showed up at Meadowcroft Church in 2006, became members, told them, you know, hey, I'm interested in becoming a pastor, but, you know, asked the elders to kind of let me know what they thought. And they yeah. said, you know, eventually said, yeah, it's a good idea. So I went to seminary from 2009 to 2014 or 15. And in the meantime, I was working in finance and then was ordained as a pastor finally late 2015. And then about a year ago, beginning of 2018, I was finally full-time at Meadowcroft after being part-time for a little while. So yeah, it's been a, it's been uh, an interesting transition for sure. There's a lot of differences between the business world and uh, ministry, but I've really enjoyed it and really, we love our church and we're thankful, thankful to be here. So that's yeah. awesome. So uh, you kind of glossed over, but how'd you get from Virginia to Westchester? Yeah. It's not like you went right into Meadowcroft. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, so I grew up not far from Westchester. Oh, okay. So I grew up down in Aston, Delaware County. Okay. And I was running around Westchester Crew. That's actually how I came to know about Campus Crusade around like 1999, 2000, those okay. years. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I lived out in this area. And so we moved, when I moved down to Blacksburg, this was kind of a natural place to come back to. Yeah, I love it here. I moved here when I was 18, and okay. I just yeah. haven't left. Yeah, we love Westchester. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, seminary. Was there any specific field that you mm -hmm. focused in? I don't know how it works. Are yeah. there majors in seminary? Yeah, you can specialize in things, Counseling but generally, or... yeah, you can do that. Um, I, I got a... Eschatology? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I studied all those things. I got what was called a... A master of divinity, which is one of the worst like phrases. It sounds like you've like mastered the Bible or mastered right, right, who right. God is, which is not true. Um, but it was it was it's a long, detailed you know graduate program, 
eschatology, uh, counseling, Bible knowledge, uh, leadership, um, Greek, Hebrew, like those types of things, uh, all kind of wrapped up in, in one thing. So uh, yeah, it was it was a great great experience. I did it kind of distance and did it part time, uh, which was a good way for me to do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it worked out well. I went to Reformed Theological Seminary, which was a great. I just really enjoyed it. Is that so, around here? So they have campuses all over, but the one I uh, uh, kind of centralized in was in Florida. Okay. And what I did was my job gave me unpaid leave to go down and take like intensive classes, and then I would also do some classes online. Uh, so between those two things, I kind of cobbled it together. Okay. Over about well, five, six years. Yeah. Finances. That's cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of our students will obviously go into that. I just downloaded Robinhood. Do you know what that is? Yeah, I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I haven't used it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I had a buddy tell me about that. Yeah, I was like, hey, this is how much I know about finances. <laughs> I'm like, what's a company that I like? Uh, Nintendo. I'm Perfect. like, great. I had some birthday money, so I'm like, I'll buy Perfect. two shares or whatever it's called yeah, of Nintendo. Yeah. And so far, like, nothing's happened. With yeah, it. usually I'm that's like, how it goes. I was, I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, if I bought maybe 100 of these mm-hmm. and increased by, like, $5, I might make you know you can some money but I, yeah. I was thinking about it and looking at in the past year it's only gone up like five dollars yeah so thinking, yeah two's not gonna cut it <laughs> it's but, a long-term play i always look at stocks as a long-term yeah play. yeah it's yeah. hard to make quick money you can yeah. get lucky but you can also lose a lot oh so. yeah i'm not buying like cryptocurrency <laughs> yeah. or anything yeah no 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 <laughs> so that's pretty awesome that you were in finances and then yeah uh yeah dabbling back and forth to yeah. ministry. Yeah, yeah. I think there's good things to learn in both of them, and I think they're both. I know that's something you guys emphasize. Like they're they're both great ways to spend spend your time. You know, God calls us into the workforce. God calls some of us into vocational ministry, and you know we can honor God in all those callings. And so yeah. I think you know I, I I'm glad to have had the experience in, in both. So. Yeah, when we graduated, we got married right away, but we didn't join staff right away. Okay. We worked for a couple years. Okay. And. I'm really glad that we did that. Mm-hmm. Part of me wishes that we didn't, but mm-hmm. I gained a lot of life experience. You do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I can bring that, you know, to yes. some of the students. Absolutely. Yeah. I meet up with. Absolutely. Just having that experience and yeah. realizing how, how much harder it is to actually, you know, have to work with somebody full time. Mm-hmm. But you also want to you know, bring the kingdom to wherever yeah. workplace it is. And I honestly think I did more damage <laughs> than I did good. I, I went out there. It was like, I could just imagine the cheers. when <laughs> I mean, No one liked me there. It was, it was brutal. I went from, I mean, I was kind of like a, a skater college kid. Okay. And then I, I went and I'm working with like 60-year-old okay. hardened blue-collar guys. Yeah, yeah. Who I cared about, but yeah. um, unfortunately they... It didn't take kindly to Sometimes it takes a little while. Yeah, it takes yeah. a little while to, you know, some of us are acquired tastes, and I can relate to that. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so Austin, last week, he spoke a bit about the resurrection. Great. And I didn't pay attention, so maybe you could tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but he, he actually brought up some subjects that hmm. are kind of, not just a new understanding, mm-hmm. but almost a radically different mm-hmm. uh, interpretation or approach to mm-hmm. Genesis, mm-hmm. Uh, the garden, mm-hmm. the fall, mm-hmm. and then looking forward yep. to what will happen when um, 
Jesus comes back yeah. or or mm-hmm. the rapture. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for the sake of just people tuning mm-hmm. in, not really knowing, you know, what eschatology means mm-hmm. or, or what I mean by the fall, could you just sort of walk through, yeah. maybe begin with the typical understanding mm-hmm. uh, and then mm-hmm. I'm assuming you and Austin are on the same page. I think um, we are, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what he said uh, in his talk. Yeah, he was talking about how um, it was good, mm-hmm. but it wasn't necessarily perfect. Mm. And yeah. mm-hmm. um, and then moving forward, that, that Jesus wasn't just plan B, mm-hmm. but it was the plan the whole time. Absolutely, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if you could, I guess just start in the beginning and then... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the beginning of the Bible in Genesis, uh, I think Austin, that, that's a good way of putting it, that things were, were good. You know, uh, God, God created everything. God called it good. God created uh, man, mankind in his image, called it, you know, very good, called us very good. Um, and so there was a lot of goodness in, in the garden in the first couple chapters of, of Genesis. And then you referenced uh, the fall when, you know, it's easy to look at that in terms of Adam and Eve uh, the first two human beings uh, that they you know broke one of God's rules or something like that but really what they did at a much deeper level was to kind of reject God's presence with them and just to say you know we don't want you we want to rule our lives for ourselves we think we know better than you and so it was a really uh, strong and awful thing that happened uh, in the garden uh, but all along as I'm sure Austin said you know this was this was part of God's plan and uh, God's plan, including uh, Jesus, and so even in Genesis three, saying, you know, that there's that one would come someday and redeem all things and make things make things better again, make things right again. We see that beginning, that promise uh, in Genesis, and it's interesting because the best thing about the garden uh, wasn't just that like the food was really good or that Adam and Eve got along really well, although those things were certainly true. It's that you know God was there and God was yeah. with them. And, and not only was God there, because we can hear that and think, well, is that even a good thing? Um, because, you know, I don't want him seeing everything I do and things like that. But no, everything was in, uh, in, in a good state and it was before sin. And therefore, it was really a beautiful relationship between God and mankind. And if you go through the Bible again and again, God kind of hammers home this promise. You know, you'll see it a lot in the Old Testament and it carries through all the way in the New Testament as well that, I will be their God and they will be my people. I will be their God and they will be my people. I will be with you. I will be with you. I will be with you. That present, that that promise of God's presence again and again being the ultimate kind of restoration of everything we lost in Genesis 3. And so uh, it's interesting, you know, when Jesus comes, one of his names, Emmanuel, God with us. And so this is God saying, look, I'm not saying I'm with you and like a, hey, keep at it, you know, thumbs up, I'm rooting for you kind of way. But no, God entering into human history um, living a difficult life, uh, dying a, a terrible death on the cross. But then, you know, as I'm sure Austin talked about, the resurrection. Yeah. And so what the resurrection does, one of the things it does is it reminds us that God's promises are true and that ultimate promise of I will be their God and they will be my people. If you follow that all the way through to the end of the book of Revelation when it talks about the new city, when everything's restored, when it's even better than the garden because it won't even be possible at that point for us to fall into sin again, for us to reject God. That possibility will be off the table. Um, at that point, it, it says, you know, that God, God is there. God is with them uh, and, and with his people in the new heavens and new earth. And so 
that really, I think, is a really fulsome way to think about the story of the Bible and to, and to think about the gospel. I think at times we can have the gospel stop with forgiveness of sins, right? Yeah. And that's huge. Like, I don't want to minimize that at all, but yeah. it's, it's forgiveness for a reason. You're married, and so when you guys have an argument or whatever, forgiveness is great, but why is forgiveness great? Because your relationship is restored, right, with your wife, yeah. and you're enjoying that, that fellowship in a sweeter way. And I think, you know, we need to think about the gospel in kind of the same way, that it's leading, it, it's here and now, and it's leading to, to something really good in that regard. Yeah. So. Yeah, this was something interesting um, that Austin said. So my, my mom actually just passed away mm-hmm. in December. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and at her memorial, I talked about the reality, if the reality of Jesus mm-hmm. uh, is not true, mm-hmm. or if it's not a reality, mm-hmm. then there's no hope. That's and right. there's no hope for the future. That's right. And if it ends with just, people say often, Jesus died for my sins. Mm-hmm. You know, you ask, "Why well, are you Christian?" Yeah, yeah, I know Jesus died for my sins. Yeah, but the focus isn't much on the resurrection, right? It's like, what are we doing now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And what, the, like, everything now, yeah. I think, points toward yes, like what will be when yes. things are restored, right? And mm-hmm. I was talking about that hope. And mm-hmm. hope of see, being able to see her again, mm. but if it if it's not true, right, then or if it's just whatever you think, yeah, yeah. then there is there's no that's not a reality, yeah. And I'm just sort of living in an mm-hmm. ignorant way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Austin said that it's not just about mm-hmm. um, the when the resurrection happens, correct, and yeah. That, you know, in order to see our loved Correct. ones again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you yes. care to elaborate a little bit? Absolutely. On that? Yeah. No, I think that's a great point. That's. I think that's the next thing, you know, to realize is that the resurrection is not is not it's not just something that happened a long time ago and is going to happen again. You know, it's really kind of you know one author that Austin might have even references N.T. Wright. He writes about this stuff, thinks about this stuff a lot. And is I don't it simply Christian. Uh, the one that I'm thinking of is Surprised by Hope. Oh, yeah, Surprised by yeah. Hope. Um, yeah. And one of the things I think he says in there, and I don't quote me on it, don't quote me quoting him on it, but um, is that, you know, the resurrection is really just like this this inbreaking of of the future world kind of into the into the present world, right? And so the resurrection also is, a, it wasn't like a, just a spiritual resurrection. It was physical, it was tangible. And part of that, both with God entering into physical creation, God the Son coming, being really born, really walking around, really eating, really drinking, really, you know, uh, experiencing all these physical Mm -hmm. things that we experience. It's really an affirmation uh, from God that, you know, this this world matters and and the things that are physical and created by Him, you know, are important. And so for that reason, I think, you know, the resurrection kind of informs everything that we do. It's not just something that we say, Oh yeah, Easter, you know, that's great and yeah, someday, you know, we'll we'll be resurrected and things will be good again. Like those things are totally true and and wonderful and we should rejoice in those things. But, you know, we have the privilege now of beginning to experience, you know, that resurrection life. Like Second Corinthians five, seventeen, we quoted a lot, you know, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. And really, you know, we're getting at there's you're you're part of a new this new creation that, that God is making. And so when God brings uh, people to Christ, when Christians come together, 
what they're doing is they're they're in a community that is living according to resurrection hope and not according to you know the way of death and the way of like you said futility uh the resurrection breaks in on that and transforms everything we do yeah so it's a, it's an exciting thing to think about and it, and it it informs more than just the spiritual things, more than Bible study, more yeah. than evangelism. Again, not to minimize at all any of those things, but you know, it, it informed my job, you know, in, in the finance department of a real estate company, right? It, it, it did because I was getting to, you know, you're resurrecting houses. <laughs> you could do that. You could <laughs> oh, look I'm at sorry, it. That's just directing houses. <laughs> I'm resurrecting. Okay. You could look at it that way, but I think <laughs> maybe not. But you know, I think I think. Um, just understanding that, uh, you know, God really cared about that job, you know, and God cares about this creation and he cares about it so much that he's not just going to resurrect us, but he's going to make this whole creation new again. And for us to be able to lean into that and live according to that and point people to that uh, and everything that we do um, is, is a, a huge privilege, I think, that we have now in yeah. this earth. Yeah. One thing, maybe you can help me piece this together. Mm-hmm. It says um, in Robbie Schmidtberger told me it was Philippians. Okay. That uh, he did not count equality be equality with yeah. God a thing to be the ESV says grasp. Yep. Um, but that another translation is to be held on to, right? So right. Um, Jesus being a person of the Trinity, mm-hmm. he essentially gives up his Right. Status as yeah. God mm-hmm. to be contained mm-hmm. by a human body. Yeah. Um, and that's crazy mm-hmm. to think about. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds crazy. And when you start trying to think about and understand the, the Trinity, it gets a little oh yeah, uh, yeah. complicated. But, it does. But, um, it does. yeah, so I think that that in of itself mm-hmm. in and of itself mm-hmm. is crazy that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that he would do that for us and here's my question post resurrection mm-hmm. when he so when he comes back mm-hmm. and he appears to many witnesses mm-hmm. he says i got to go because i'm sending the holy spirit yeah um mm-hmm. and it seemed as if there was some sort of condition there that he he needed to leave mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in order for the holy spirit to mm. Um, really mm-hmm. go out. They're and, certainly connected, and, yeah. His, and then, you know, mm-hmm. on, on Pentecost. Mm-hmm. But does that mean forever, for eternity, that he's still mm-hmm. sort of, I mean, almost like a genie trapped in, in like, <laughs> um, yeah, help me understand that. Yeah, that's good. That's a good question. So, you know, I think, I think what Robbie was referring to, you know, uh, Philippians 2, um, when the context there is relationships, a very tangible, physical thing, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, being in very nature of God, this is NIV, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his I, I am. I really like <laughs> the sure NIV. They, yeah. Make sure they don't uh, watch this. <laughs> hey, the NIV is fine. The NIV is the NIV is great. Uh, you can totally use the NIV. I find it a little more readable than the ESV. I preach out of the ESV, but my devotions are in the <laughs> NIV. So yeah, you might want to edit that part out. Um, but he did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. It's not that he. Like Robbie said, I'm sure it's not that he stopped being God. It's that he he set those many of his privileges uh, aside, and you see that even in the way he lived his life. Like by our standards, even you know he he lived a very very difficult life. He had no place you know to call home. I'm, 
people rejected him people obviously the way he died um but then you know to your question about you know him uh being resurrected and then um you know what's going on now i think that one of the most underappreciated uh, uh things that we that we forget in the, in the bible is 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 the ascension and that's right there in acts one um where uh, they're gathered around uh um, a few days, Jesus says you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit, which you referred to, Jesse, with, with Pentecost. Um, and says, after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud uh, hid him from their sight. They were looking intently, the disciples, up into the skies. He was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. And so we believe that the resurrected glorified Jesus has now ascended into heaven and he's at the right hand of God the Father. Why is that good news? It's easy to say, you know, the work of Christ is, is done. And in one sense it is, you know, when he, when he died on the cross, he said it is finished. And that did end that chapter of Jesus's work, but he continues now uh, to, to intercede for us. You know, the Bible yeah. talks about that. And so he is still there at the right hand of his father. He still is praying for us. Uh, you, know, you know, interceding means, and uh, so he's he's there. He's he's with his father, which is a, a wonderful thing, you know, uh, for him. And uh, we know that uh, he's going to come back someday. And then, in a way, we'll all kind of be invited. Uh, we are in a small way now, but in a more full way, into that kind of trinitarian love that yeah. we we'll get to experience that together with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that helps at all. Yeah. No. It, <laughs> it does for sure. I want to talk about. Uh, the rapture and <laughs> some things going like that, but I'll, I also I want to swing back to mm-hmm. the beginning of creation before mm-hmm. the fall. So I, I had said this before, but Austin talked about how mm-hmm. it was good mm-hmm. but not perfect. Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Why was it not perfect? Yeah, yeah. I'd be interested to know what what Austin said, but I, in my mind, you know, there's there's one theologian back in the day. And he had the, what he called the fourfold state of man, and the first state was uh, that, um, that in a, in, a, in a way way of saying it was that man wasn't sinful yet, but it was possible for man uh, to mm-hmm. sin. And so Adam and Eve were created, but they um, uh, were given kind of you know a test in the garden, you know, of whether or not they would follow God, whether or not they would trust God. Obviously, they failed that test. It was possible for them to fall into sin. They did fall into that. And that's why it's so important that Jesus is uh, what the Bible refers to as the second Adam, because he comes and he does pass the test on our behalf. And I think one of the ways that it will be better in the new heavens and new earth is that the test is is done and that we will be with God and it will be impossible for us to fall into sin. So I know for me, you know, I, I worry sometimes like, man, what if I really screw up? You know, tomorrow. Like you, oh, tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, tomorrow. Oh, they're like, saying yeah. like in heaven. No, no. But in this life, you know, yeah. there's always that concern about, oh, am I going to fall into sin? Am I going to do something to hurt my wife and my kids? And, you know, and just being free from that, I think, in the new heavens and new earth uh, is, is going to be wonderful. Um, again, I'd like to hear what, what Austin had to say. But um, I also think that if you go back uh, to the beginning uh, of the Bible, you think about the garden. Well, you've got you've got a garden at that point. And uh, what Adam and Eve were called to do was, was to take dominion and to, and really a lot of theologians say to, to expand the garden, right? And to, and to build upon it and to make it better. And it's interesting that in Revelation, you know, it's not a garden at the end, it's, it's a city. 
right? And so a city being a place where things are, not only is it, is uh, there a lot of goodness to it, but it's goodness that's been, you know, built upon and, and made even better. Um, and so I think that those are a couple of the reasons that, you know, the new heavens and new earth will be even better than, than the Garden of Eden, as wonderful as the Garden of Eden, I'm sure it was. Yeah. Yeah, I went to, over the summer, a place called Highline Park in New York. Okay. And they had converted this old, like, um, it was like a, not trolley, what is it called, tram car or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This uh-huh. train used to go over it, and mm-hmm. they converted that into a garden. Okay. So it was kind of cool. I'm like, oh, maybe yeah, this is sort of yeah. a... Because when you say city, I just think of concrete, and I'm like, ah, sure. I can't yeah, just get sure. the garden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'm yeah. sure it would probably be some sort of blend there, a mix. Mm-hmm. So the Rapture, mm-hmm. there was, you probably know about the Left Behind series. Uh-huh. That's they back were, from my day, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, <laughs> Nick Cage came out with a movie recently. I've heard about that. Yeah. And I don't think it was... Uh, a good one. <laughs> really? I didn't watch it. <laughs> but he's actually not a bad actor. I like Nick Cage. Okay. All right. Um, I'll take there. <laughs> he's got a lot of good movies. Matchstick Men. He actually won an Oscar. Did he really? Uh, okay. I think it was... Um, I liked... Uh, was it Family Man? <sighs> yeah, Family Man. I really liked yeah, that Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. That uh-huh. was impactful with me. I remember before I was a believer. I yeah. Watched it and I was like... Yeah. I was like, huh. Money's not everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so in that they it is pictured. In fact, my father-in-law used to he played this trick on my mother-in-law where <laughs> he had put his clothes out on the bed, uh-huh. just empty, because in those movies yes. it was pictured as yes. there's gonna be some sure. unknown moment in time right. where all the Christians are just taken so- out. Right. And and then, you know, <laughs> their clothes are going to be left. They're right, like right, right. teeth implants. Yeah. Or... Planes that are flying will be without pilots. Yeah, like yeah. That. Yes, yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Where did that come from, uh-huh. number one? Yeah, yeah. Is that true? Right. And if it's not, mm-hmm. what uh, is your understanding? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think, you know, before I even answer that question, I think it's just important to remember that there's different types of issues in the Bible, right? And you, you know this, but just to remind everybody, you know, there's, I heard one pastor once talk about like closed hand and, and open hand and things that are really, really important, you know, that's in the closed hand. So, you know, Jesus was really the son of God. Yes, Jesus really physically resurrected. Yes, the Trinity. Yes. And then over here, you know, might be other, some other things like end times, what you believe. So I think good Christians can totally disagree uh, about, about this. You mentioned father-in-laws. My, my father-in-law was a Baptist pastor, and he very much uh, held uh, to this idea, you know, of, of the rapture. And so what you would have seen yeah. in the Left Behind movies, you know, that really uh, is what, what he believed. And so, you know, I want to respect that. And, you know, he was much more godly man, is a much more godly man than me, and knows the Bible really well. I do think um, that that understanding is a relatively recent one uh, in Christian history. Uh, maybe the last 120, 130 years. Um, I think a lot of it was maybe at times driven by kind of this desperation about society kind of unraveling. People even thought that, you know, 100 years ago. And, you know, we need Jesus to come, like, just get us out of here, right, and escape. And I think not intentionally, but I think that has led at times uh, to people saying, 
you know, nothing of this earth matters, you know, work doesn't matter, the only thing that matters, and people have been recruited, unfortunately, for missions and ministries, and this way, there's good reasons to recruit people into missions and ministry. Yeah. You know, there's good reasons to consider, you know, a little plug for joining staff with crew. That's totally fine, right? That's great. <laughs> but, you know, it shouldn't be because nothing else really matters. Really. Yeah. Thanks. yeah, exactly. Thanks for the plug. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it shouldn't be because, hey, no, nothing else really matters. And those slackers that are going off and being accountants or engineers yeah. or whatever. But I, I think that's kind of what uh, the rapture, again, not maybe intentionally, has kind of led to is this idea that nothing of this earth really matters because we're just going to be taken out of here and then Jesus and God's going to vaporize everything. I think biblically, um, it comes from First uh, Thessalonians, which was written to a community that uh, was very much struggling with understanding, you know, the end times. Es- you use the word eschatology; it just means the study of of, of end times. And um, what happens there is people are asking questions about people who have died. And so what it says is, brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope, which you talked about, you know, and that very real to you right now, I'm sure, you know, mm-hmm. over the last few months. Uh, it says, for we believe that Jesus died and rose again, so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. Uh, it goes on, uh, we who are still alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them uh, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. And so people have understood that kind of in that left behind way to say, you know, Jesus is going to kind of, you know, bring us out, you know, and, and, and then we'll be with him forever. And I think, again, unintentionally, what happens then is heaven is like the end goal. Heaven is great. Heaven's wonderful. But the end goal is the new heavens and the new earth, the new creation that the book of Revelation, I think, talks very clearly about. Um, And so I think how you want to read this verse um, is, yeah, this verse is absolutely true. But what it's saying is, you know, when we are are, uh, still alive, we're left, we're caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Guess what we're doing then? We're coming back down with him because remember that acts one verse talked about just as you see him go up in the clouds he's coming back someday and believers you know will be part of that uh, on that day of the resurrection so i don't believe uh in in that version of the rapture the, the left behind yeah. uh version um i believe that uh you know we'll be here uh until until the end until jesus returns and not only that you know, I don't know what it will look like, how the new heavens and new earth, will they kind of come together? Will there be a distinction? I think those things are hard to understand. But, you know, we will be indwelling a very real, physical, tangible uh, creation uh, in some ways, like the one that we're in now. In some ways, it'll be, it'll be different. How is it going to be different? You know, physically, I don't know. But I know that there won't be any sin. There won't be suffering. Every tear will be wiped away. And the Lord will be there with his people. And so, yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I like to think about it. Yeah, before I ask this question, I think it's important to remember, like you said, Mm -hmm. there's things that it's closed fist. Mm -hmm. I kind of say the hills that we'll die on. Yeah, that's good. That's better. And then Mm -hmm. there are things outside of that Mm -hmm. that don't matter, I think, as much. Like, should we have pews in our uh, churches or chairs? Hymnals are I mean, powerful. I, I, yeah. I, I, I could probably, I would put money that there have been church divisions. Because oh, I've yes. heard of them being divisions 
Yes. A church will split because one side wants an organ and the other wants to bring oh, away yeah. an electric guitar. Absolutely. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think this is a little bit more uh, yes. important than those sure. things. Agreed. But it's important to remember, I think, like I said before, I asked this question, that mm-hmm. in John 3 it says, and this is eternal life, mm-hmm. that you may know God and mm-hmm. Jesus Christ and right. sin. That's right. And that can happen now. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we can know Jesus, mm-hmm. be now. Yes. And that is a very important thing, and that's what we should focus on. And then these other things sure. are topics where we may yeah. lean toward. Yeah. Important but we're not going to say if you don't believe this, then you out of that. Yeah, get out yeah. or anything like well, that. Well, great example. So, you know, you're, you're a parent, right? Yeah. I mean, um, how many kids do you have? Just one? One. Okay. Um, boy or girl, I'm sorry. She's a girl. You're a girl. Has she been baptized? Almost. Okay. Uh, she she's pretty fresh. So okay. Okay. Well, she will be baptized. Yeah. I was, it, so we go to Presbyterian church. Okay. So that's that's if, a great example. If the audience doesn't know, Presbyterians baptize babies. Exactly. Um, and and that's where I'm at, I'm at too. But many yeah. of your brothers and sisters and crew, even that you're on staff with yeah. and serve with, would disagree with you on that. Doesn't yeah. mean it's not important. But like I think like you said, that's yeah. a lot of hill you're going to die on when it comes to yeah. whether or not somebody's a Christian or not or somebody's Orthodox. Yeah. I actually yeah. came up with. A joke that'll probably only uh, apply or be accessible to people that are Presbyterian, but I said, "Dedi, you know what is dedication? Dedication <laughs> yeah. is what Baptists call baptism." Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. But exactly. no, honestly, it's probably the majority of people. Yeah. I think yeah, in our that circles. way, and when they yeah. hear that, they think mm-hmm. it's crazy, mm-hmm. and it makes sense because mm-hmm. historically, a lot of people that believed in mm-hmm. like when I say believe in practice infant baptism yeah. their belief was that my child isn't going to be saved right let's do this and if they die in the delivery room yes. or wherever right that uh, they're going to go to hell or something like yeah, that yeah, and that yeah. is right. not what the bible says right. correct yeah. um yeah. it is clear that R.C. Sproul said hmm. we do believe in believer's baptism yes but you know yes um amen. Amen. it's not this is it's just a different significance right and so, like you said, I think this is in the same realm. Yeah, yeah, I think um, so too. Mm-hmm. Somewhere we lean, but on our day to day, our walks with Jesus, I don't think that mm-hmm. it might be a motivator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Understanding eschatology mm-hmm. to, yeah, I don't it's know, important. to to like take some action. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it's not um, a conviction, sort of like, right? You know, you're not a Christian if you don't no. believe this. So yeah. the question is, right? Um, it seems from what I understand, three camps, can you, mm-hmm. uh, kind of, if you are able to walk through them, well, a, a millennial, right. pre and post millennial. Right, right, right. <laughs> I mean, I, I still, I would never say these right, but, uh, so pre-millennial is, uh, the millennial refers to this in, in the book of revelation, you know, this thousand year reign of Christ that's referred to. And so, um, a pre-millennial would say, you know, Jesus uh, comes back, and then there's this thousand-year reign. That's often okay. tied up with the rapture. So that understanding of that passage we just mm-hmm. read, that would be Jesus is bringing us back up, and then he's going to reign for a thousand years, and then, you know, maybe there's the final judgment will kind of happen after that. Post-millennial is, um, is that uh, Jesus, uh, ev- eventually there will be this millennial kingdom uh, that will happen. Jesus will reign in, in some way for a thousand years. Things that usually is attributed or associated with things kind of getting better and better 
uh, on Earth, and then eventually it becomes you know the reign of Christ, and that happens for a thousand years. I'm millennial, uh, which is the camp that I'm in, and a lot of my Presbyterian brothers and sisters are, are in as well. Uh, is that uh, that thousand years is not a literal thousand years? I mean, it is literal, but it's representative of you know a, a length of time that we're not exactly sure what it is, and that we're in that kind of right now that. Jesus uh, ascending, you know, that was in a way kind of his coronation, mm -hmm. and he's now, um, and the, the, the times that we're in now, so when we read the book of Revelation, uh, everyone thinks that's all about the future, it's all about the future. Well, it is, but it's also about what's going on, you know, right now. We're living in what the Bible refers to as these end times. It doesn't mean that tomorrow the world's going to end or that I have a prediction about when it's going to end because we, we shouldn't do that, but we really are living in the last days that are referred to again and again uh, in the Bible. So. You know, again, that's one of those things that it might not always uh, work itself out in your in your day to day to day life, uh, but but I think it can. And like you said, I think it can get it can get back to motivations, um, and I think it can get back to you know where 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 our hope is, you know, as well. So yeah, those are kind of in a in a basic way, kind of the three yeah the three camps that people fall into. Yeah, my understanding mm -hmm. is that it's a literal a thousand years. Yep, but it's on the Chinese year okay so I'm just <laughs> I'm i knew you were kidding but i wanted to give the, you know because yeah. if, if i laugh and you're serious then i look like a jerk so yeah no no yeah i know you don't know me well enough yet, so you know exactly what I'm kidding. i kind of had a hint but, that you were but yeah. i was like yeah plus i'm a pastor so i always have to like really yeah like listen you have to, to someone assume first. that the person's dumb yes <laughs> not at all. And, yeah and not me that's good that's good so uh yeah we were talking about those three yeah. camps mm -hmm. on millennial. This is maybe a little bit off topic, but sure. what do you land on um, Israel and uh. <laughs> their point of view? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So national Israel, or you're talking about like the nation? All of it. So so Paul talks about Israel often. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I am just uneducated on right the. One exactly. What is he? Who's he talking about? Right. Like you said, the nation. Yeah. Is it uh, the just anybody who's a descendant of Abraham? Right. What are we talking about? Yeah. I mean, um, I'm trying to. Find so I guess first yeah. for a listener. Yeah. Israel in the yep. Old Testament. Yeah. What was. Yeah. So Israel. What is his name? Right. So Israel in the in the in the Old Testament is you know the people the people of God this tiny nation that started you know with with a man called Abraham who was uh, called out of a pagan family a pagan territory uh, to follow God and so uh, you have Israel as this uh, tiny little mostly for the most part except for certain times in their history pretty insignificant uh, nation but that was God's chosen people Israel is even referred to as God's you know in a way that uh, God's son God's firstborn kind of son well, which you know kind of then leads into Jesus coming to be yeah. the true son right um, and so that's Israel in, in the Old Testament and then you know today you've got uh, you've got people that are still ethnically Israelites still ethnically Jewish and then one of the big controversies is well what's going to happen to them are they all going to kind of be brought in you know in the last days um, and I don't know I don't know the answer to that I think yeah. it's one of the great mysteries I mean the book of Romans talks I think about this about bringing in uh, the Israelites and um, I think that uh, it's when I read it it seems like God is going to do something special 
with uh, these Jewish people, but but I'm not sure what that means yeah. or what that looks like. Um, I think how that refers to, you know, and there's the whole thing about how do we even think about the land over there, and that's a whole yeah. separate thing that I think, again, is wrapped up maybe in that whole pre, pre-millennial left-behind camp that says, hey, it's really important that national Israel have that land because we need to see the, the temple built again so that Jesus, Jesus can come back. Well, I don't believe that, right? And so I'm not saying you know, yay or nay on Israel right, as a right, nation. Right. Yeah. But biblically speaking, I'm not overly concerned about the city of Jerusalem. I'm, I'm concerned about it as it would be any any city. Right. But I don't believe yeah. that that's that God needs that to be in, you know, Israelite hands in order to right. for him to kind of come back again. So so I think, you know, in the in the Old Testament you have people that were Israelites but they weren't really in a, in a sense Israel and that they didn't they didn't follow God and they and they were apostate, meaning that they turned their back on God and that they weren't really of him. And I think that carries on today uh, in the church. Like, I think the church, you know, we're the, we're the covenant people of God now. And I think even within that group of people, the Bible's very clear. Like, some of us, you know, are not truly followers of God. There's a distinction between the visible church and the invisible church. Mm-hmm. The visible church being everyone that we see around that professes the name of Christ. The invisible church being the true church. You know, we don't always know you know, there might be somebody among us that's, you know, not really a believer or mm-hmm. anything like that. So, you know, I think that's really one of the ways it, 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 it carries over. And I think for us uh, to say, look, you know, we are part of the new covenant, a covenant people of God. He set apart his church just as he set apart Israel. Um, and that's and that really is, I believe, how he's operating today. What that means for ethnically, you know, Jewish people in terms of will there be some additional gathering of them i'm not positive but i do know it's important for us to reach out to them just as it's important to reach out to all people and especially they have the old testament right and they have the they believe they agree with us on like a, a huge chunk of the bible yeah. the old testament's way longer yeah and we just need to show them yeah uh you know where it's where it's heading and what what it's pointing to so yeah yeah you know. i feel like it's also a bit more focused mm. whereas the new testament is, is just a compilation of letters and things sure like yeah yeah i yeah. mean letters that were exchanged mostly yeah yeah. yeah yeah a lot of letters yeah absolutely yeah um yeah there is a verse in and like i said i i am just learning mm-hmm. about this now so in many ways you're educating me mm-hmm. but there's a verse in romans mm-hmm. yeah. that says it sounds like he's speaking to the church mm-hmm. and he says you guys were grafted in yeah and to, to elaborate a little bit in horticulture, mm-hmm. you, can take, <laughs> yeah. you can take a branch from mm-hmm. a living tree, mm-hmm. and then you can graft that into right. a different plant, and then mm-hmm. it will sort of fuse together, is what I'm understanding. I've yeah, never, I think so, yeah. <laughs> I've never yeah. done this. What do you do, the internship over at Longwood Garden? It sounds like yeah. witchcraft. <laughs> yeah, it does. It but, does. Um, yeah. but yeah, no, you, so, so they grafted it, and then that was used as an analogy in saying, Israel is the the root, right. and it says mm-hmm. you were grafted in, right. and yep. there's a line that says something about how mm-hmm. how much greater when the original tree comes back do you think it's going to be if you were just a branch that was grafted in, right? Yeah, and so it sounds like to me that there's Israel is like the main root right. bur- tree. Mm-hmm. We're grafted in, mm-hmm. and like don't get arrogant because mm-hmm. you guys are imagine when yeah they come back yeah no exactly that's exactly i think what it's romans 11 i think that's exactly what paul's he says do not be arrogant 
but tremble, for if God did not spare the natural branches, he will not spare you either. And that's not to make us like walk around like shaking all the time, you know, and just in constant, because, you know, God is our father. He loves us. But at the same time, to not to not take that as an excuse to be arrogant. Like Christians should never be arrogant people, especially especially those of us, yeah, that have been grafted in in that way. Like God's amazing mercy bringing us into into his people. And then it's right after that that I think what you were getting at earlier, you know, Romans 11, 25, I did not want you to be ignorant of this mystery. So you may be conceited, again, trying to humble us. Um, Israel experienced the hardening in part until the full number of the Gentiles has come in. And in this way, all Israel will be saved. And that, I think, is a big question. Like, what is that, what exactly does that mean? And does that mean, like, yeah, all these national Israel, maybe? Or does that mean that just God is bringing... Uh, all his people together and all of his people, whether Jew or Gentile, are kind of true Israel and that they're really truly God's, you know, chosen people. So I agree with you, Jesse, and I think I think that understanding, I think it's important to understand that uh, because we should understand and we should be we should be humbled by that. That God's amazing, you know, the book of Ephesians talks about to the Gentile people, you were far off. You were without God. You were without hope in the world. But then those two most precious words in the Bible, but God, right? Yeah. But God, you know, stepped in and he, and he brought you in. And so that's, that's an occasion for, for Thanksgiving. It's an occasion for humility. Um, it's an occasion to look around at other people created in the image of God. Don't let you don't yet know Jesus and to have, to not deride them, but to, to want to have mercy on them and want to point them, you know, to the one who can, who can bring them into this. And yeah. save them from from judgment. Yeah, I think that. Let me, actually, let me ask you about yeah. this. Mm-hmm. The mentality that uh, well, we're just going to be like taken away, leave this terrible yeah. place. Mm-hmm. And I actually didn't read the NC Wright book. Yeah. But my friend mm-hmm. <laughs> was like an NC Wright fanatic and talked okay. about explained to me how he was saying. Christians often live their lives as I'm just waiting to get out. Right. You know, mm-hmm. this world's falling apart. Mm-hmm. I just can't wait. Mm-hmm. Is that hmm. um, is that a place that we should yeah. stay, yeah. or is there mm-hmm. actually hope mm-hmm. that things could turn around, and and that is a role of the church? Because yeah, we've actually seen it, right? Mm-hmm. You look at from when Jesus, you know, mm-hmm. the beginnings of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we move forward. We see mm-hmm. the Reformation. Yep. And, and we see cultures change. Yep. Mm-hmm. Some often not always by the best means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we have seen historically culture yeah. swing into a better yep. direction. Yeah, sure. And then maybe back. Sure. So yeah. what do you think about that? Do you think yeah. that there mm-hmm. is hope for... Mm-hmm. Seeing this world, yeah, become better. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the people you're talking about that that feel that way. I think you know. Again, I don't want to totally dismiss it because, in a sense, yeah, we should long for heaven. You know, mm-hmm. we want we want to we want to be. You know, even even Paul had so much work to do here on earth. You know, just knew that being with Jesus was going to be was going to be wonderful. Um, but at the same time, no, I think it's a really good point. Um, I do think that there's hope. I don't think that uh, Christians are called to, to resignation. Uh, I think even when, if you go back to the Old Testament again, and the Jewish people were brought into exile, 
you know, God didn't say, hey, just give up. or he, And he didn't say, hey, just wait, I'm going to bring you back to Jerusalem eventually and then your lives can, can continue. No, when they were in like places like Babylon, people didn't around them did not know God at all. And, and you know, he told them, you know, to, to, to set up their homes, to set up their families and to, and to go and, you know, what's in the New Testament, to be salt and light among those people. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think, I think, again, that the title of that book, Surprised by Hope, you know, the, what the resurrection does is says, no, like, God does care about this world right now. We absolutely, you know, should have hope. We absolutely should not give up, all the while realizing that God is the ultimate author of human history and that our, our ultimate hope is not tied up there, right? And so mm-hmm. I think that's the distinction. Like, we do want things to be better. We do want uh, Westchester University to, to be better in general, not just the, the crew movement. We do want our nation, you know, to be better, to be more righteous, to be more godly. Um, we want that. We hope for that. We pray for that. We work towards that in whatever sphere we're called to, whether it's crew staff, accounting, you know, stay-at-home mom, stay whatever. Whatever it is, like that's all part of it. Because those, those are the three options. So. Yeah, those are the only <laughs> options. The only yeah. options. <laughs> exactly. I got to be careful. Yeah. You always go back to the accountant. <laughs> I do. I wonder why. Like it's like the worst. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thing that... Yeah. Exactly. It's not were you bad. an accountant? I was. Yeah. You were. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So that makes sense now. <laughs> yes. Um, it's not that bad. Yeah. Major in accounting. No. Um, but I think I think we should absolutely have hope. But when those hopes maybe get frustrated and. Uh, when the political candidate that we wanted doesn't get elected or, you know, when... Um, or even when that person does and they don't do what... Exactly. Do. You know, we're not crushed by it, right? right. Because our we hope ought not goes, to be, yeah. We ought not to be because our hope goes beyond that. It's, it's, it's not either or. It's not, therefore, none of it matters. It does matter, but it's not our ultimate hope, our ultimate, yeah. you know, deliverance. We should absolutely live with hope. We should absolutely work you know, to be salt and light wherever it is that we're called. And God is calling Christians everywhere, all different spheres uh, of work and of society and neighborhoods and cities and all those things. Um, You know, that's what he does. And we should enter those places, you know, with hope that he has called us to make a difference, you know, for him. Yeah. I have a friend who, I'm glad you said that. I have a friend who, he went to McGill University. Yeah, Toronto. Is that right? Uh, it's in Montreal. Montreal, okay. Uh, there might be a McGill in yeah, Toronto. Maybe. Okay, uh, it's like the Ivy League of Canada. Yep. So it's like Westchester. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm gonna get crucified for that. Um, so he said, when he was a freshman, there was this guy that was going around handing people roses. Okay. And I'm not gonna say what particular religious organization this guy sure. was a part of, mm-hmm. but he would go up to people and say, "Are you blank?" Mm-hmm. And if they said no, then he'd keep walking, hmm. and he wouldn't give them this rose. And hmm. the rose was like this invitation to their club. Oh. Hmm. And he is not a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, I once asked him and said... Your friend's not a Christian. He's not. Okay. I once asked him and said, what would it take, you know, hmm. if an angel showed up, if Jesus showed up at your doorstep, mm-hmm. what would it take for you to believe? And he said, there's nothing. Hmm. Um, that's where he's at. But he said... The one thing I respect about Christians is that they want everyone to be a part of it. Hmm. Yeah. And that's almost counter mm-hmm. what our fear is in yeah. a lot of ways, where we're afraid that people are going to be right. turned off because we want to include them. Right, yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, I really like that you said that mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what sphere, mm-hmm. what status mm-hmm. in society, mm-hmm. that God wants all. Yeah. He wants all to be saved. Yeah, yeah. And... 
the yeah, I was, I was saying that it's funny that in the Thessalonians, mm-hmm. we find this verse that alludes to just sort of mm-hmm. up and leaving. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of people, they give up everything. They say, ah, like the end yeah. of the world's going to come. Yeah. Or yeah. even some people put dates right on billboards. They do. <laughs> which, yeah. Well, the, yeah, the Bible says. Can I give you the ultimate example of this? Yeah, yeah, that, go that for it. That actually happened uh, 13 or 14 years ago. I read about this. Um, was that there was a stock fund uh, that Christians had set up that was uh, set up to invest in really just like filthy companies, you know, pornography, you know, just evil stuff. Um, and the reason for that was, hey, if we if things get worse and worse, then Jesus will come back, you know, even sooner. And I'm not going to say that anyone who believes in like the left, obviously most, most yeah. don't believe that, but... You know, that was to me, that was like the ultimate example of like, just get us out of here, right? Because, you know, no, God never calls us to do that. God never calls us to hope that evil increases so that it means Jesus is coming back right. more quickly. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So, so you're saying that there was a fund yeah. that intentionally, intentionally almost was trying to promote evil yes. to speed up yes. the process. Yes. Yes. That's yeah. it. That's. Yeah. That's really uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than do what he said, which is just preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. Yeah. They are yeah. increasing evil. Yeah, yeah, so that is kind of backwards. But from what I understand, he was charging the Thessalonians because a lot of them weren't working. Right, Because right. to them, yes. they were thinking... That's exactly right. I mean, he had just ascended, so... Right. They're like, ah, he's probably, he said he's coming back. Coming back any day. So I'm just going to take off. Yeah. Retire yeah. early. And yeah. so he's actually charging them, no, keep yeah. keep going, keep at it. Yeah, So that's right. I think it's interesting that people take the one verse from there. Yeah. In the right. same group that he's exhorting to yeah. continue to work hard yeah. and use that as an excuse to not work. Yeah. If you don't work, you don't or, need yeah. is what Paul says in, in yeah. Thessalonians, right? And so, yeah. yeah, I think that's a great point. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. a very good point. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Do you have any last thoughts? Anything that you uh, no. were thinking about? No, I just wanted to just you know let you know and let everyone know. Just we're just really thankful for you know crew at Westchester. Yeah. And we're excited. Um, and uh, yeah, anything that me or our church can ever do to help you guys, you know, we're praying for you. We pray for you from up front. You know, we pray for you on our own. Uh, we're just really you know grateful for you guys and just so excited every time I go to crew and see uh, the students there, uh, it's just, it's really encouraging. So just know that what you guys are doing and what God's doing ultimately at Westchester is encouraging uh, to all of us. So thanks. Yeah. We yeah. Well, it. thank you for coming on. Yeah, man. Anytime. I'll tell you what you can, you can come back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and do another podcast. Any Anytime. We'd love to. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Let me know. I'm always available. Awesome. All right, thanks, Jesse. Man. Thanks. Bye.